Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. You know, growing up as kids, we believed a lot of things. Sometimes we were told don't believe in certain things, but unfortunately, a lot of the things we experience as kids have charted our lives, and maybe they aren't really true. And I'm talking about your confidence, your self-esteem, so much more. We're going to peel back some of those layers today with somebody that helps people all the time. And she's a spiritual life coach, a hypnotherapist, and I got to talk about the retreat and the getaways that she has and she does for people. And she is Rhea Maceris, and she's with us. Rhea, welcome. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Steve. All of we're we're about to talk about And it's not about me, but use me as an example. I experienced it as a kid, had hypnotherapy. I knew immediately where I needed to go. I just said, take me back to my childhood, get me back there. Not that it was bad, but I know things there had led me to believe certain things in my adult life, and it became challenging. Uh, And I'm sure you hear that all the time. It's almost like you're an investigative, uh, like CSI Rhea, where you kind of go back and kind of figure out uh, what are some limiting beliefs that people have nowadays with their lives? Well, interesting and wonderful question, Steve. Um, What I have found is when you unpeel the layers and I talk with my clients for a bit, almost always it leads to some type of not good enough, not worthy, some variation of that belief, which is a challenging belief to carry, obviously, through life, because then that's what we end up seeing and expressing and feeling in our life. So it's some form of that when I peel down the layers with my clients, which is obviously not the truth. How do you find the truth? How do you find what what that belief is before you get into the truth? Is it, do they know Like, I kind of knew where I wanted to go, but I'm sure a lot of people may come to you and have no idea. Yes, and and generally speaking, because they're not used to talking this deeply with someone. So what I find is people often, because I'm creating a safe space for them, they they end up telling me things that they generally don't talk about, or maybe it's with their grandmother or their spouse, perhaps. But what happens is, as we're talking... It almost always, like I mentioned, leads to some variation of them believing they're not worthy or they're not good enough. And that leads to a conversation about their own inner dialogue and their own self-talk to themselves. Because once you have a negative belief, the thoughts follow that line of thinking, and then the thoughts lead to our own self-talk, which can be also negative if we're believing that about ourselves. So I often work with people about becoming aware, first of all, what is it you're telling yourself? Why are we so critical of ourselves? That's the wonderful question that I, I often ask them, and they, have, they really pause for a moment thinking, why? Why do I talk to myself that way? So we peel the layers and, and, and then work from that avenue. Hmm. It, it can be unnerving for somebody not to know why they can't move forward. Yes. Not only unnerving, many people suffer as a result of it. And I believe that suffering is a choice when you understand the complexity of it underneath. And of course, I'm not talking about experiences of, you know, trauma and death, etc. Of course, there can be some suffering that comes with that. However, day by day, I'm referring to. 
if we can begin to notice how we're interacting with ourself internally, and that's what I bring is that awareness. Awareness mm-hmm. can be your best friend in this process. Aware of what you're telling yourself, awareness of what is going on internally. And a lot of people don't spend time there unless they're sitting with someone like me because that's what I appreciate and want to help people with because this is what has saved me for myself. This has helped me in my own journey. So finding out what is it that you're telling yourself and then shifting it in that moment to positive, to gratitude, to appreciation, which are higher vibrational feelings. And then that can create a higher vibrational feeling within yourself. Does that make sense? <laughs> it does to me because that's that part of my journey. And, uh, you know, I haven't mastered all of that, you know, in terms of the gratitude. I try to practice it as much as possible and even use those words. You know, I'm grateful for you. You know, it's okay to say that, people. It's, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, and it will it's be actually quite empowering and beautiful. It is, yeah. right? And, and sometimes yeah. we're afraid to. <sighs> Take down the, you know, I, ta- I call it the power windows. Ta- sometimes afraid to bring the window down a little bit and get a little vulnerable and say, I'm grateful for you. I am. That's it. It's, you know, it's, it's a fact. Be, be real about it. Um, the affirmations, yeah. what you tell yourself. Uh, yes. Yes. Obviously, the language that you use in your mind and even verbally makes a big difference, but, and good or bad, um, do you suggest that we use positive affirmations just in uh, in our daily lives? Most definitely. And it's not just about thinking or saying the affirmation. It's the feeling of it. Yeah. Really finding what does that gratitude really feel like? Find things that excite you, that help you to feel that gratitude. Because if you think about it, Steve, everything is energy, right? So if I'm walking around feeling sad or feeling like a victim or feeling not good enough, again, using that example, that's a very low vibrational energy. And that's, and so my life is going to show me situations that are low level, low level thinking people, experiences, et cetera. If you put it in that genre of everything is energy. So I help and support my clients over time, recognizing those thoughts and shifting them to the positive. And so, yes, affirmations are a big part of the journey that I I actually give people homework when I work with them long-term and I give them things to practice. It's not we just meet once a week and then you go on your own way. I actually provide services of, like I said, homework and things to do on their own. Mm. And it's feeling the affirmations. That's the critical piece, I believe. You know how I know this works, Rhea? Because <laughs> it worked on the reverse side. I used to say things and almost believe things over the past 10 years. And they weren't the best things. They were just thoughts that I had. Or I, I, you know, I feel this way. This is the way I feel, you know, I, I feel, you know, in this situation. Um, and they all came true. And they all and and not that I wanted them to. But they all came true. So you're referring to negative and or positive. I am. I am. You know, a lot of times people will say, oh, this foo-foo, positive affirmation stuff, you know, come on, you know, you want to manifest something. Well, I manifested apparently some things, not horrible at all, but just things that I thought, things that I believed and they actually came true. And uh, I didn't want them to, but 
probably if I wasn't thinking it, they probably wouldn't have manifested. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we mentioned the beliefs. Well, if someone has that attitude, the affirmations don't really work. If they really believe that, they won't work for them. That's that's right. kind of the rub, right? Mm-hmm. So the belief system needs to be intact. So I spend time with my clients sharing my experiences. Like I said, I've been doing this for over 20 years now, and I'm seeing results. I'm seeing the people's life changing. I'm seeing them manifest their experiences. And like I mentioned earlier, I rescued myself by bringing this positivity into my world. It's not like I'm perfect at it. No one's perfect, but I do my best each day to have that intention. I want to feel, and I literally do my gratitude each and every morning. And that's what I encourage my clients to do. You have a much higher chance of creating the gratitude and the positivity you want in your life if you start your day like that. Because you're really setting that tone, right? And I've often heard that, and I'm so guilty of not keeping a gratitude journal, and I should. Okay, well, are you ready? I'll work with you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> it's 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 a and I. It's funny or not, but a year ago, yes, a year ago, I received gratitude. I received journals, like I'm on the board of the Girl Scouts. I got sent one. Randomly. It's like a you know, gift. Here we go. Great. Oh, uh, what a sign, huh? <laughs> oh my gosh. Then, you know, a friend gave me one. Here, you you're here. I just want to give you this. Why are you giving me this? They, I didn't what say to tent. anybody. Yeah. I got another one. I wound up with like four. I'm not kidding. And I still have not really dug into it. Now I have four, you know, call it three uh I have four journals and one of them has a couple of notes on it. And I really need to get into the everyday habit, even if it's just five things, right? Just write five things that you're grateful for at that moment. Um, doesn't take, what does it take? A couple of minutes. But the most important thing is, as I understand it and look at the research, physically write it down, physically yes. write it down instead of, you know, yes. using your phone and typing it in uh, because the, the connection between the mind and the hands just, it's, it, it seals the deal, so to speak. I believe. I believe there's a lot of power in that. And as you write it, feel that as much as you can Mm. bring that element in. So the fact you're getting all these journals, I think it's time for you. (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. I feel guilty at that. And here I am. (laughs) And then then you're just another reminder from that. So, uh, you know, tomorrow morning at 630, that's what I'll be doing. Uh, Tell me about your your journey, Rhea. How did you get here and, and how did this all help you? Well, interestingly, I was um, I was a teacher for many years and I started and I was teaching art during my classes. And I noticed as they were tapping into their creativity, they were getting excited about having quiet time when you would think that would be an area of play, playfulness with the creativity and the art, et cetera. So I started wondering what it, what is what was going on there? What I noticed and what I believe is that our soul, that part, that deeper part of us, whatever you want to call that, I'll call it a soul for this conversation. It, I believe it expresses itself when we're being creative through writing, dancing, singing, painting. I paint from that place. I write from that place. So that, and then after that led me into hypnotherapy. I was actually guided to take, which is kind of a long story, but just very quickly, um, a psych, I was going to a psychic for readings and she suggested mm. it. 
And it was one of those moments where I, I may not have even considered it, but I had gone to her several times and she was absolutely right on with what she said. And I was so amazed by it. So that led me to hypnotherapy and then hypnotherapy led me to Sedona. And there are many different retreat companies here. So I worked with many of them at this point. And I am so honored and blessed to get to see people literally transform and change in front of me. And it is the most beautiful, rewarding dynamic. And I'm just blessed that I get to do this. Wow. Uh, I'm a big believer in really? psychics myself. Uh, yeah. They're, they're up without a doubt. They, they've it's good about like anything, right? There are some that are fantastic. There are yes. some that really don't have ability. Um, I can tell you this. Uh, I align myself with the, some of the best and they have actually charted my life. They have told me things and they were spot on and uh, a lot of realization there, things I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I got so then, So and then imagine that. So that led me even deeper into wanting to connect on a deeper level with my soul beyond painting and writing from that place. Mm. So I ha also help clients connect with that soulful, again, whatever word you would like to call that, your inner guidance, your guides, your angels, your soul, whatever that is, I help people connect with that part of themselves and actually become their own psychics. So I can check in with my inner self mm. and I can get information for myself. I mean, a psychic is wonderful. This was many, many years ago. And I and I absolutely was very lucky in the one that I found that she found me, whatever, <laughs> whatever way you look at it. And um, and now I can find that part of myself. And I actually do inner journeys with people to find to allow their soul and their inner wisdom to have a voice. So I think psyches are wonderful, yes, and it's much more empowering when you can find it within yourself. Do you feel, and it sounds like you do, but I want to confirm it, that yes. we all have intuitive ability. We all have yes. it, but some of yes. us are able to maybe block out the, the noise around us or maybe able to tune into it more than others. That's a great question, and that's exactly what I would like to share. So, yes, in fact, I do believe we all have that part of ourself, absolutely. And so imagine, to go back to the self-talk, if we are listening and believing the fearfulness and the negativity within us, it's more difficult to connect to our positive, loving, soulful side. So this process of dismissing the negativity and again it's like it's working with neuroplasticity to literally rewire our mind to positive right so the more you're not listening to the negative the more you open up to be able to listen and trust your intuition your soul your guides i well i believe they're kind of all in the same arena your intuition is your soul wanting a voice or your angels or guides whatever that is for you how are you guided now we talk about you know, many times the, your gut feeling, right? Yes. When you have a certain feeling, what are, what are you getting? How do you describe it? Ooh, gosh, that's a great question. Cause I struggle with it. I have, you know, ideas. Um, I try to trust it more than ever. Uh, but you know, I, I'm not uh, going to tell you how I, I want to hear from you. I, um, it's, it's almost like, um, part, it's part of the practice, right? The more you listen and believe it, the more the thoughts and ideas come in. So personally for me, 
I will like just two times this week, I thought of someone within minutes, they were texting me, not maybe not minutes, maybe within hours, I would say is more fair. Mm -hmm. But I, so they come in as a thought and it, it's just kind of like a little flash. And I, sometimes I may not even think of it again until that person contacts me and I go, Oh, I was just thinking of them. So, and it can come in feelings, but for me, it, it, it's more of a, like a thought that comes in. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and it, do you get a feeling, do you feel something um, like a light feeling? Like let's, you got to make a decision A or B. How do you decide? What do you feel? I think you, I think you expressed it well when you said there's almost like a lightness to it. That's what I get. Yeah. It's like, it's like a lightness or a, it's a more comfortable maybe is a way to say comfortable. it. Yeah. Yeah, a- absolutely. Yeah. And, and some yeah. would say it's the first thing that pops in your head. That is the right answer. But what happens is this gets in the way. And then we sit there and we question, well, it can't be that easy. Come on. No way. But usually many times it can be just that easy. And that's precisely how we self-sabotage. And there you go. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. it right there. You just defined it. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. It's a shame the head gets in the way, but that's, you know, why we're wired and and we're wired, you know, I think they call it the reptilian brain where we're we're wired to fight. So we're going to question that because we got to make sure it's the right instead of just saying, yeah, no problem. That's it. Great. I'm going with that one and then move forward. And we can also give this little voice inside another name if that's helpful um, Mm. and refer to it. I like to call it like the negative ego. We all have an ego. We know that it's part of the human experience. I mean, I've had people ask me, can we actually um, kill or get rid of our ego? I don't think so. I think it's a natural part of who we are. It's more about not engaging with it and believing it and thinking that is the truth. Because the truth is we're divine, radiant, amazing beings inside. We are so amazingly powerful, but we forget that when we're being constantly bombarded by you're not good enough. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. I'm a failure. You're a failure, right? Mm-hmm. Is ego, it, it it always gets a bad rap. The word ego right away. <laughs> I know that's why I was hesitant to bring it up, actually. Because right? the, uh, let me, and, and let me define, I'm not referring to the arrogant ego that's better than that. that. Under that, I believe, is some level of not good enough. However, I'm referring to the, the negative ego that, again, and I, I know I keep saying this, but it's the one that wants us to believe we're not good enough. And it plays in the fear. And when we're in fear, we breathe differently. We act differently. We're smaller. I mean, there's so many negative connotation, connotations that come with that um, hanging out in the fear area. Hmm. When you work with people, that one side of it is hypnotherapist, which is fantastic. There's and there's many out there, but you also blend uh, spiritual life coach, which yes. you know, powerful combination. Tell us about the the coaching side. Ooh, so I I am so honored that I get to do this work, and like I said earlier, and so basically what I do is when I meet with someone, they can go on my website and and set up a free consultation call, and basically. I speak with them and then I design a personalized program for them. Generally, it's either three months, six months or 12 months, depending on their needs and how much, how far along they want to go into like 
connecting with our higher guides, et cetera, et cetera. So we generally, a general situation is, again, it's very personalized because I want to get to know that person. And then I design the course of the program and then we redefine it together so it's perfect for them. So generally we'll meet once a week for two hours and we share. Like I said, I give homework. We do inner journeys and I can do all of this through Zoom like we're talking right now, Steve. Sure. Or I have three or four day retreats where I meet with them in person. So it really depends on the person's needs. And and again, it's all personalized. And if you're going to retreat anywhere, it would be Sedona, Arizona. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just like seriously. Right? Yeah. Right. I have a friend who uh, went there last year and just just wanted to go and came back refreshed and in such a, in a different state. And this is somebody who deals with lots of anxiety and it was just a, a wonderful experience. Just going there is a wonderful experience. What's your website, by the way, Bria? My website is imaginegetaways.com. Good for you on, on, on snatching that URL. <laughs> it's, fantastic. it's a good one. It really is. Yeah. yeah. So you, you work in different capacities. If somebody's looking to move their life forward on the coaching side, um, let me go back. Spiritual life coach. How do you define that? Good question. I... I look at the spiritual realm as um, you could call it your soul. I, I like to think of it as your soul. I don't know where people are with past lives, but I believe that the part of us that has lived and is living now and that will continue. And so the spiritual side is literally finding a connection with that inner wisdom, that depth, that truth of who we are and getting wisdom and support from within. And I can guide them within. And we, I do an inner journey where they actually have different parts of them show up and they talk and share and merge and whatever's needed. It's all, again, all very personalized work that I do. So like your experience could be completely different from Tom down the road because you're a you're steep, <laughs> right? And we all have different beliefs and different different views of things. Yes. Um, yes. And I feel on the spirit, you know, lots of great life coaches, lots of great hypnotherapists out there, but blending the two as a spiritual life coach, it sounds to me like it goes a little bit deeper and maybe gets Definitely. down to the core of things instead of just, well, here's your homework. You, you know, you need to, uh, you know, uh, attain these goals by by Wednesday this is more of a soul search, uh, which I think we all need. And we, we, we lost touch. Let me factor out religion here. Cause everybody looks at spirituality as religion, not about that, but we lose touch exactly. with, with ourselves and going deeper and realizing who we really are and what our capabilities are, um, to embrace lots of different things, even just see signs that come from the universe. We don't see because we're so wrapped up in our lives. Right. Yes, yes. And even the mentioning of religion, I've worked with people from all different types of religions. It really it really doesn't matter because at the core, I believe we're all amazing, wonderful beings inside. And that's what I like to remind people of. Essentially, if I had to recap and just put it into simplistic terms, I help a client see themselves differently and see their life differently through more positive, loving eyes. It's that simple. I love that. Yeah. Looking at yourself differently can be a game changer. 
You might learn something about yourself that you didn't even realize that you were capable of thinking, um, feeling, all of that. Uh, I really feel that a lot of us walk around with a exterior coating on that. It's just layers have been built up through traumas and all that. Yeah. All of that stuff, life in general. And sometimes you got to, you know, take the scab off, if you will, and kind of get down there and, and really feel that, you know, you are living, maybe you're not. And maybe that's why you feel stuck. Right. And exactly. And the protection is a very, sadly, it's a natural part of our human experience. And that's why creating safe space and being present and realizing that, you know, it's okay to start unraveling those layers and let's get to what's underneath them. So you said it very well. I appreciate that. Oh, well, I appreciate you. And, you know, I looked at it this way too. Uh, Scars have a story. So there's a story behind everyone there. Um, Sometimes the story isn't good. So, and and for that, there's you. Imaginegetaways.com. Yes. Yeah. Go to the website. And if you're looking for answers or just want to start a dialogue, maybe a change in your life, do you have a free consult? I I sure do. 30 minute. Yes. Excellent. Rhea, great talking with you today. Lots of insight and uh, love your energy. I really do. Oh, thank you. Yeah, good thank stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, there's lots to talk about. I look forward next time we get a chance to get together. Yeah, and we'll we'll uh, we'll know what's happening next time. <laughs> <laughs> the universe, will, the universe will tell us what's happening. Uh, all right, we'll talk soon. Thanks again. Thank you, Steve. Have a wonderful day. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world. This is the Podcast Business News Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents Multiple Choice Parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve. Is now a good time? No. Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council.